Hi, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast, recorded Friday, July the 8th. On this week's edition, we'll preview the coming special legislative session, discuss President Biden's executive order on abortion and how it impacts Arkansas or doesn't, talk about the the latest on the state Senate ethics scandal, consider the trend of the coronavirus, and maybe some more. I'm joined as usual by Max Brantley. Afternoon. So the governor has called a special session for, I believe, the first week in August. And uh, I think the short version of it is the rich will get richer. Uh, I don't see any other way to put it. I I know that they get really mad when you put it that way, but the numbers don't lie. Uh, the plan is pretty simple, and it looks like there's agreement between the governor and the legislature on it, and it is to, instead of having a three-year phase-in through fiscal year 2025, a reduction in the top bracket income tax rate from 5.5% to 4.9%, to do it all in one whack and make it retroactive to January 1st of this year. That that will mean, in the first year, basically almost a half billion dollars in tax cuts, and and by their own numbers, I didn't make these up. 91% of the money is going to go to the people who make more than $87,000 a year, which is the top 15% of taxpayers in Arkansas, where the medium household income is 49000 a year. And about two-thirds of it will go to the top 5%. Uh, there's some shred, about 9% of it will go to the taxpayers, uh, maybe a couple of hundred thousand who make between 40,000 and 87,000, but that's chump change. But the real insulting part of this is there is not a single dollar provided for permanent tax cuts for people making $40,000 a year. The the latest DFA number says there's 770,000 people in that category. Last year, there were more than a million people in that category. So it's somewhere near a million people of the poorest people in Arkansas get nothing. Now, there's one little provision for a temporary tax break in one bracket between $5,000 and $10,000 a year, which would be worth $100 to somebody, but it's it's only temporary. They can't afford to make it permanent, else they couldn't give the rich people as big a tax break as they want to give them. And, you know, the, the thing, they, they're just so convinced that goodness is going to pour down on Arkansas if we give rich people more money. And that just didn't have works. I mean, a lot of these rich people are just rich from inherited wealth. And, you know, they're not looking to build businesses. They're just looking to clip coupons and cash in dividend checks. There's not a single proposal on the table of which I'm aware to spend more money on any public services, except the governor said something ominous about doing something for the women that aren't going to be uh, able to have abortions and there may be a rise and and burst to people who can't really take care of their kids. But I'm afraid that won't be any meaningful help to poor mothers. That will more likely be more money in the hands of these dishonest pregnancy resource centers that lie to women to talk them out of having abortions. So uh, there's going to be no teacher pay raise. That's absolutely off the table. And to a certain degree, maybe good, because I'm not exactly sure how confident we are that giving up a half billion dollars is a cut the state can afford in the years coming ahead. We're we're fat at the moment, in part by the significant cushion that's been provided by billions, literally billions of dollars in federal pandemic money, some of it that the government can spend in ways that replaces other government money, some of it 
money that went in the pockets of people and, and loans to businesses and unemployment benefits that has been spent and pumped into the economy. And, and of course, that's going to go away. And we've, we've refused a lot of it lately. So, I, you know, this is this would not be my tax plan, but uh, my kind are in the distinct minority in Arkansas. Democrats are making some noises. Teachers are making some noises because our, our starting pay compared to most other states, including places like Mississippi, or it still doesn't compare very favorably. But uh, they want to leave some money in the trough, as one put it, for Sarah Huckabee Sanders. So that's that's the plan. President Biden announced uh, executive orders on abortion today. Uh, will it have any impact on Arkansans? I don't think much. Uh, Biden was under pressure to do something, anything, as a response to the Supreme Court order. And the fact is, there's not much he can do. Uh, he can't override state bans on abortion, such as Arkansas has. I think somebody said it well. A lot of the things he said are intended to protect people's right to travel to a state where you can get a legal abortion, people's right to access uh, medication abortions by mail or other means. Uh, you can't get them from a provider in Arkansas. That's now illegal. And perhaps to provide some protection, doctors who are called in to do important and critical medical procedures, for example, women who have bleeding problems during pregnancy. Uh, there's tremendous concern about doctors doing these sorts of things for fear they'll be accused of performing an abortion rather than an important medical procedure and that they'll get prosecuted. And he's also going to provide, he says, some FDA protection for uh, morning after pills and for IUDs that some argue, not with great validity, but some, that they prevent implantation of uh, fertilized eggs in the womb. And, and in Arkansas, the law is vague. It says we protect Fertiliz from fertilization on, there's no mention of implantation in the womb as being the start of pregnancy. Some people who are trying to save in vitro fertil fertilization, which is another problem area under our law because it's so vague and broad, insist that, oh, no, that's okay. But that's only because they like IVF, not because and they've, they've made the judgment that somehow that's not an abortion. But when you destroy an embryo, which is frequently the outcome of IVF procedures, isn't, isn't that, isn't that uh, what they call an abortion? Or Jason Rayford certainly does. I, I, I'm not taking a position on that legally. I'm, I'm sympathetic to everybody covered by this, but our law is just a, just a briar patch of stickers, and there are going to be more problems. The legislature will undoubtedly try and put up more obstacles to people traveling, to people ordering things by mail, to people giving advice to people who face difficult situations. Some of them will certainly be challenged in court, uh, perhaps successfully, but under the current Supreme Court, who knows? We talked uh, at length last week about the, uh, the ethics scandal in the state Senate regarding Senator Alan Clark uh, trying to get per diem when he did not appear at a meeting. Um, that that's that scandal kind of continues to go on with with Clark finally talking to the media and blustering a lot. Yeah, well, you know, Mark Johnson lied. He said Alan signed that Alan Clark was at a meeting he didn't attend, and Alan Clark uh, said, "Yeah, I didn't attend it, and I asked for the money, and I think I should have been paid it." 
I mean, they're both two guys without ethics. The good news is, is that the Senate Ethics Committee, which is stacked with Republicans, seems to be sticking with its recommendation. They should be reprimanded, suffer pay consequences and and political and legislative chairmanship consequences for the rest of this year because of what they did. They haven't issued their final report, but it looks like they're going to stick by the, the main points of it. It will then go to the Senate as a whole to decide whether they will ratify that finding or not. Uh, Alan Clark certainly is going to whine and, and complain. Uh, he thinks that he should get paid just because he thought about going, but did us a favor by not going because he was sick. Although then he went out to a Republican meeting and went out to lunch with a pal. Wasn't too sick not to do that, but he was too sick to go to Boys State meeting and wanted to be paid for it. I mean, he's just a dirtbag. That's all. Coronavirus is exploding in a big way in Arkansas once again. Thousands of new cases uh, every day this week uh, on on the, the, the two regular days of the week. And, and, and as our article by Mary Hannigan reported, that's certainly an undercount about the number of cases because so many are being detected by home testing that aren't being included in the official records. And uh, the bad news really is, is, is this version of the virus is now dominant, seems to be more dangerous. The hospital numbers are up, uh, up to almost 300 yesterday. I haven't seen today's numbers, but but uh, things are going in the wrong direction. And, and the real scientists in this field are warning about the transmissibility and the danger of this new variant that's now galloping around the world. And but one of them said something somewhere. I forget where I read it, but he said, you know, it's Arkansas baked in. We think it's over. People aren't getting shots and they're not wearing masks. And so it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, that was in Mary's piece. Yeah, I guess that was that was in her piece. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems if anything, people are, are wearing masks uh, less often now than at previous points in the pandemic. You, you, you see them almost nowhere. Uh, so uh, t- today was the day that uh, folks gathering petitions for uh, constitutional amendments, ballot initiatives uh, turned in their signatures. We know that Responsible Growth uh, Arkansas, the group that's pushing to legalize marijuana, turned in somewhere around twice the number of signatures required. Seems likely it will meet the threshold. I, I keep being hearing that they were re- really careful about the process yeah. because there's so many potential obstacles that have been written into the law to try and defeat petition campaigns. And that surely with twice the number, they will make the 89,000 count and get on the ballot. Well, now they, they still, once the signatures are approved, they still, the, the ballot uh, language has to be approved by the state right. it's, board of election commissioners. Yeah, and and that's a political body that's controlled by the Republican governor. And but what they decide, I think, is appealable in court. Although <laughs> you have a you have a problem there as well too. I, I you know, I, we'll see. I this it ought to pass muster for the ballot. It seems to me, but. But I'm no lawyer, no judge, and no Republican. So. Well, I noticed that Jason Rapert said that uh, this was something like further opening the gates of hell, uh, the coming legalization of marijuana. Potential. Well, sure. 
and and there there are all kinds of moral objections to this, but but the state board of election commissioners and the Supreme Court of Arkansas shouldn't be taking that into account. <clears throat> but that's not to say well, it, it's also not uh, a partisan issue like it once was. I don't think. Uh, oh uh, no! I, 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 who recognize that there's big money to be made in marijuana, and there's big Republican money on on that side of the fence, and it's already been evident in the medical marijuana uh, law, which is now in effect. And of course, I mean, if there's any objection to legal marijuana in, in Arkansas, it's the highly regulated and highly hard to get into business that's been devised by people who are in the business now to protect their franchise. I mean, I think, I think the free market ought to prevail. I think if we have legal marijuana, everybody ought to be able to grow it and sell it. But there's a cap on the number of permits that are, that are allowed in this amendment. Favoritism goes to the people who are already in the business. It's going to be highly regulated and thus highly political and thus Likely highly susceptible to corruption, I would predict, before it's all over with. Well, you gotta gotta think if it can manage to get on the ballot, it's its likelihood of passing is pretty high. Yeah. Uh I mean some of the standard objections, the moral group are still there, but I, I think people's people have accepted marijuana, particularly in Arkansas. I mean I, I I don't know what the attack line will be, and it will mostly be coming from some of the Christian groups. I, I don't know. I don't know what the thirty-second ad is about why this is a bad thing. I mean, we've had medical marijuana for how many, however many years, and let's get real. I mean, it's not real hard to get approved for medical marijuana purchases, and 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 the world hadn't come to an end, so. Mike Lowe, an attorney who has filed a, a number of lawsuits against uh, Little Rock area police officers uh, for uh, shooting, over shooting deaths, has a new lawsuit uh, on behalf of family of a man who was killed by UAMS police officers in 2020. Tough case, a guy with clear mental problems whose problems had been noted by, by some UAMS nurses when he turned up there. Stole a car, started driving around, and some officers tried to stop him and grabbed into the car. And he was driving with one of the people attached. Another officer shot and killed him. I mean, it's a terrible case. I I don't know what all Mike has up his sleeve. Perhaps my guess it would be less about the liability of the officers and a failure of training of them than it would be about the failure of the hospital to properly handle a mental case. I, I just don't know. It's a, a tough and complicated case. But in terms of the actions of the officers, shooting at somebody who's driving a car that's dragging another officer, given the way they interpret uh, liability in the federal courts, I think he's got a tough hill to climb. Uh, question of the fact that he'd been present on the campus, came back and, and obviously had some problems, whether there's some liability that arises from that. I would guess that's going to be more about what this is about, but, I, but I'm only guessing. Uh, this week, the governor and uh, Arkansas State University system and Henderson State University officials 
held a press conference at the state capitol. I think there's some speculation that there was going to be an announcement about a new direction for the embattled Henderson State or possibly news of an infusion of money from the 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 state uh, during the special session. Huh. No. <laughs> It was a a load of bullshit, you know. (laughs) There's no other way to put it. I think they're worried that Henderson may go down the tubes because they've sliced off so many programs and and students don't seem to want to go there anymore. Surprise, that you can no no longer get a liberal arts education down there worth worth talking about. And so the governor said, well, we're backing him. We like their plan, and, man, it's going to produce a new type of student for a new – for a new Arkansas or some kind of crapola like that. No money, no nothing, no specific plans about anything. Uh, they talked about partnering with some Votech schools down there and some high schools or something, but I mean, it was nothing. Uh, I, I think I think it was a wave to flag for Henderson and and uh, in hopes of encouraging some students to go, and that's about the size of it. And I, and I think I think Henderson's in, in a terrible position and. Not to knock Henderson specifically, but I, I do think this situation raises the issue about whether Arkansas has too many institutions of higher education. And that's, uh, I mean, used to be it was all about politics and every legislator of any clout could get at least a two-year college going in his his district. And maybe we just, we certainly can't afford them judging by the state support of them, which is pitiful. I mean, I, I just read the other day, what is it, the full cost of attending a year at Fayetteville is now $27,000 a year? Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how people go to college if they come from a poor family without leaving with just crushing student debt. All right, well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you got this week? Oh, well, I started watching this this show uh, with Renee Zellweger. Is the thing about Pam. You heard about this? No. It was a it's a six episode docu series. NBC aired it and now it's available on Hulu, but it was it's based on a true story that was originally done by a Dateline podcast and it's about a woman in a small town in Missouri who killed her friend but got the, the crime pinned on the friend's husband. And it started kind of slow and Gosh, Renee Zellweger, who I was kind of a fan of back back in the day in her Bridget Jones days or whatever they were, is just an awful human being in this show and, and pretty good at it, I must say, and scheming to, you know, kill her friend and get her husband if convicted and doing other terrible things. But it started slow, but it's picked up and I'm halfway through and the developments in the case are, are interesting and it's just, it's kind of a crime drama and uh, I'm enjoying it. Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch all three remaining episodes tonight, I'm sure, if I can stay awake that long. But I stayed awake longer last night watching the first three than I customarily do, so that's one uh, real plug for the show. That's an endorsement. Uh, I uh, I wrote about this on Eat Arkansas, but I will endorse uh, a lunch that I had that was so good that I had it twice. Best, best lunch of the summer, and you can have it too. I went to the Hillcrest Farmer's Market on Saturday, and I bought some carbon tomatoes from Arkansas Times publisher Alan Leverett, who's a big, big farmer in, in North Pulaski County. 
and I got some cucumbers from Hardin Farms and the best watermelon I've ever had. I don't know what kind it was, but it's the one with the dark green husk and it's seedless. And I cut it, I don't know, three days maybe after I got it. And I asked him to pick me out of good ones. Maybe it was just perfectly ripe, but it it had the the most beautiful red color to it, the meat. Uh, it was like a tiger's blood snow cone, but just out of this world. So how, uh, how, how, how big is that melon? Uh, big, like a, a, yeah, a two-hander. I'm the, I, I'm the only person in my house that eats watermelon. I love watermelon. But. This was so good, though, that, you know, it wasn't like to, you would just eat it. You'd, you'd eat it for every meal. That's what we were eating it for dessert. Well, I tell you, when I get a good melon, I just eat it and eat it and eat it. Yeah, I mean, I love watermelon. I'm just, it's icy cold. That's the way I like it. But. Yeah. So anyway, I, I had watermelon. I cut some Allen's tomatoes thick, put some Duke's mayo on toasted bread, and I made some quick cucumber pickles and piled them high. I got a question about your cucumber pickles. Is there uh, a, half, a half cup of sugar and a half cup of salt? No, half cup of sugar, salt and pepper to taste, and then salt a, to taste, okay. and then a full full cup of apple cider vinegar. Plenty of vinegar. Well, they're fairly sweet then with a half cup of sugar. Yeah, but I mean, not. I don't know. It just cuts the vinegar a little bit. It's not. I don't think they're like cloyingly sweet. But I, yeah, I know. I know some people probably like them a little. I like. I, I like them sweet and not sweet. I like them all. The, I, I may have mentioned on one of my endorsements previously, and Terry's. The Heights neighborhood market, I always call it Terry's, is selling a pickle made by somebody in Texas called a farmhouse pickle. And it's basically a half of a giant pickle. And it's kind of dill, but it has a huge pickled jalapeno in it and some carrots and some onions. And it's it's currently my favorite go-to pickle, but I, I, I move around among pickles. I like them all. Me too. Big, big pickle fan. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody stay safe out there. We'll see you later. See you later. Bye.